Hello everyone, welcome back to Johto Talk. Today we have rep cards, and we're going to be starting off with uh, some something, I guess a little bit controversial sometimes, I guess. Uh, something you can do and pretty much determine if you're going to get good cards in the pack before you even open it. We can weigh packs. So uh, let's let's start off with Shining Fates and our current data set. So, uh, any anything you can say about that? So it's I mean it's currently small. So Pokemon before in the early stages, uh, you can weigh packs because they didn't have code cards in them, so you can tell when you get a hollow versus a non-hollow because the hollow makes the card weigh more. Um, I. I I can't remember when they started using codes, but they have a green code card that weighs more and a white code card that weighs less. So if you get a hollow in a pack, then you get the white code card. If you don't get a hollow, you get the green code card. I noticed when I was opening up Shining Fates, everything has a white code card. So I'm like, okay, I wonder if you can tell when you're going to get like two full arts out of a pack or like a full art shiny and a hollow or like if the reverse is way different from the amazing rares and the regular shinies and stuff like that so we kind of decided to weigh shining fates packs and see if it'll make a difference so far um i guess we don't have a ton of data maybe you're able to do it i don't think it'll do a lot um it'll probably just tell us when you get like a full art shiny and then like a full art like a v card v max a full art v or like a full art trainer card but i think that's kind of it so there's still a decent chance that you'll get a shiny in like a pack that doesn't weigh much but we just need to get more data and probably once we get at least like 100 packs open of shining fates we'll definitely like put that data out there and so you see what so you can pretty much tell if you're going to get like a really really good hit by a heavy pack because you're not going to potentially it's just too early on to know yeah. we just need to weigh more because i think so. when i was weighing my packs for my recent video i did all the heavy packs that i had had at least one really good hit in there whether it was mm -hmm. a v card a full art or whatever or like a, a gx or not gx were they gx shinies shiny v sorry shiny v, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah uh all the light packs as far as i was pulling uh pretty much like 75 percent of them were all dud packs but that 25 percent i mean they all weighed really the same and that 25 percent was like a just a normal shiny card so i mean it'll be nice to get more data behind us and then we can kind of go from there yeah and another thing that we're interested in doing is also can you just weigh the boxes themselves to see if you got like a loaded box or a loaded tin uh the scales that we have uh we can't weigh etbs but i feel like those are kind of like the safest thing to get because there's also so many packs in them and usually the hit rate in those is like three shinies a couple v or v maxes and maybe an amazing rare um we're kind of interested to see if you can weigh peak TV boxes, the Mad Party Pink Collection boxes, the tins, and I guess once the mini tins come out as well, and maybe the premium collections, depending on how much those weigh regularly. But it'll be something interesting to see if you can actually just weigh stuff 
right away until how good it's going to be because uh, maybe that'll hopefully impact the resale market and take those people down which i know i think prices of shining face etbs are already down under a hundred dollars or right around a hundred dollars um and i've ta been talking with people and they're like yeah i can't really move my stuff right now so it's been been going good with uh impacting the secondary market on shining fates early on so hopefully we can keep that up and get this kind of craziness back down in the pokemon universe yeah that would be really nice uh so another thing we we're thinking about doing is uh weighing some champions path we're wondering if that's really a thing as well because i mean with shining fates it's kind of looking like it is but it'll be interesting to see if champions path is the same mm -hmm. uh do you have any plans on doing that upcoming like upcoming videos uh, yeah, I guess in next week's video, I already recorded that a while ago, and that would have been like 40 or 50 Champions Path packs, or no, no, less than that, like 20, I guess. Um, but I did open up to Champions Path ETBs on, uh, Pokemon the 25th anniversary day, so I kind of weighed all those, and it's kind of mixed results, usually in the heavier packs you'll get something good, but... Um, you can also just get a normal hollow. So I wonder if they have those normal hollows way the same as like a full art card or like Ooh. a VV max card. That's interesting. Uh, I kind of want to look into that. And also just in the, the regular cards that you get the non hollows. I wonder if they made some of them way differently. So you can't really tell because just like shining fates, champions path, you're guaranteed a hollow in every pack. So you're, you always get a white code card. So there's no kind of change in that so um there doesn't really seem to be a trend so far but it's still it's like 20 packs in so it's a pretty small sample size okay yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see with more data after to see if this becomes like a real thing or not mm -hmm. but uh pretty much outside of that uh let's move on to how our 25th anniversary week went yeah. did you have Good one. Like, what would you do special, or if you did anything special at all? And I guess it was good. Um, I was able to get my hands on some more Shining Fates. I think it was an ETB, a Bolt Hunting, and Pikachu V box. And it was pretty good. Um, and then, um, yeah, on the day I opened up two Champions Path ETBs and a Vivid Voltage ETB. And, gosh, I was got... In each of the Champions Path ATBs, I got a full art Galarian Cursola, or Cursola, so that was kind of crazy to get both of them. Um, but got some other cards that I needed, and I'm just like two cards away from completing the regular set. Beyond just uh, secret rares, I still need pretty much all of those except for Pierce. Um, so that was good, and then Open Vivage, got my first Amazing Rare out of that. Nice. Which was nice, and... Yeah, I got some more cards to continue building up that set and having a full set in my binder. So it was pretty good, and the the announcements were pretty nice. But how was your 25th anniversary week? I mean, it was it was awesome. I don't think I actually opened any Pokemon packs at all. Hmm. I've pretty much been sitting on a lot of uh, backlog for videos that I've uploaded for a while. So um, I've been slowing down and holding off waiting for like the obviously shining fates to come out so i could open up some of those and have it be more recent instead of like 
two years down the road than they finally hit or something yeah. like that. But uh, I, I think uh, in the next week or so, I'm probably going to start opening up some packs again because they'll be right on, uh, right on time for that. And oh, what else? Oh, I, I think the the most important thing that I experienced for the 25th anniversary week is the announcement of the new video games. Oh, well, first, before we go on oh, that, yeah. I also remember on the Pokemon Center, they have a, or they had a 25th anniversary Master Ball. Oh, right, yeah. It was like die cast and everything. Yeah, glows you, you and ended everything. up picking one up. As long as they fulfill my order, yeah, I was able to get it, and... I was reading down through. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool. Probably a good thing just to get." And then I saw that there were only five thousand, and it was like an hour in. And I'm just like, "How have all these not gone yet? Is there like a glitch in their system? What's going on?" So I put it in a pre-order really quickly, and I'm just like, "Yeah, I'll keep that and hold on to it for like five, ten years and see where it's at." And it's also just a cool item to have. And I think already on eBay, they're already up above like $300, Jeez. which is crazy. So hopefully my order gets fulfilled. Um, it's also just a cool thing to have. It has the 25th anniversary stamp on the box as well. And you get like a little certificate inside. But I, I don't know if I'll open mine up. I'll probably just keep it in its case for a while. Yeah, but yeah probably cool holds value have. better that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if they made a Dusk Ball version of that, I would be all over that. That's my favorite kind of Pokeball. Yeah, I know that they had just a regular Pokeball on GameStop, I believe. That was also diecast and looked yeah. pretty cool. But I was just like, uh, I'll just stick with the Master Ball. Because I don't know if they've come out with a Master Ball before. I don't think so. Um, I mean, as far as those tins go over yeah. there, I don't think they've ever come out with a Master Ball. I'm only missing one and it's a Luxury Ball, but... Yeah, I don't think they've ever come out with a Master Ball, so that'll that'll be cool to have. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully it actually comes through. Hopefully it's not like the skateboard where like people got all their orders canceled and everything. You just kind of look out, but hopefully they actually limited it to 5,000 orders. I know it wasn't like a huge announcement um, when yeah, it came out. I, I didn't even hear about it until yeah. you told me about it. So hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll get it. Yeah, no, yeah. I really hope you do. But uh, as far as the 25th anniversary week went, uh, pretty uneventful for me until the the new video game announcement that they had, which was insane. Like, I, I, I am so surprised that they did what they did for the one announcement, because I, I think that's what everyone wanted, but mm -hmm. th everyone thought also at the same time that the Pokemon company wouldn't do it because everyone wanted it. That kind of seems to be a theme every now and then. But uh, to start off, there's a Diamond and Pearl remake, if you were unaware of that. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, it, I, I'm happy about it. Um, I didn't really play much Diamond and Pearl back in the day. Uh, but when I did, I was underground mining. And that was like my favorite thing in that game. And I really hope it rolls over to the the remake because that was literally my favorite part i would spend hours underground mining for fossils and gems and that it was just it was so much fun to me but uh when i really i didn't really play the diamond and pearl games i played uh platinum which mm -hmm. I, I thought was so much better because it's just like the full game on what like you really wanted to do 
But uh, what what are your opinions on the Diamond and Pearl remake, or at least seeing the release, not release trailer, the the reveal trailer? Um, I thought it was cool. I was maybe like a little bit disappointed. So the last game, Pokemon game I played before I kind of got out was uh, Diamond and Pearl, and it was a solid game. And I know there are rumors rumors of it before um, everything got released, but. I was hoping that they would have the same kind of engine they do ha- they have in Sword and Shield with the wild areas and being able to actually like see the Pokemon and everything like that. I'm not a huge fan of the artwork for it, so I'll probably still pick it up and play it, but it was a little bit of a disappointment to see that they kind of went back to that. Um, yeah, I think it was kind of like a rollback yeah. on what the graphics could have been. Uh, I think they were trying to stay true to... Uh, a real diamond and pearl remake like they're they're trying to make it almost essentially the same game as before just with slightly better graphics so that your your character sprite is still super short mm-hmm. and tiny just like the the ds games and yeah. the games before that so i'd i mean i think it's gonna be cool i think it's gonna be fun it's gonna it's gonna fit that uh that want that i've had for a while uh, I think it's going to fit the same for other, everyone else. But the real thing that I am pumped about, I am so excited, and it blew my mind that they actually went with this decision on top of doing Diamond and Pearl remake, is the Legends Arceus. Yes. I, I am I love it. pumped. It, there's been so many memes of, like, Legend of Pokemon, like, Arceus. Like, it, it's, it, it's essentially like uh, Legend of Zelda breath of the wild except with pokemon it just it looks absolutely beautiful it's play it's uh the time era is like a uh, feudal japan which hasn't really been done before for a pokemon game or at least a main series game at least and i am just so pumped and ready for this i really hope that they they put a lot of work into this game yeah. and make it come out like semi bug free at least in the beginning like i I don't want to be disappointed with this game or let have them let me down with it. I I need this to be good because it yeah. looks amazing. I need it to follow through and be amazing. But what are your opinions on it? Yeah, I really love it. The whole community loves it. I think uh, Pokemon did a poll on YouTube and they were like, which game are you most excited about? I think Diamond had 12% as of when I voted. Pearl had 6 Pokemon Snap, which we'll talk about, had six, and Legends Arceus had 72%. And yeah, it just looks beautiful. It's got that same Sword and Shield engine, which I love. Um, And it's a game where actually the goal of the game is the goal of Pokemon is to catch them all, because you just have to go through and you have to uh, catalog all these new Pokemon in this new region. They're calling it like a pre-make, almost, so it's in the Sinnoh region before all like the games kind of came out so you just have to encounter new pokemon see what they're like and like document how they're acting and everything and what their type is and everything and something that really hasn't happened before is the starters 
they yeah. are Pokemon that are. Well, I mean, I think what the there's Piplup in there as well, but no. The, so the star, well, I think you can catch them in the wild, but your starters you get to choose from are Rowlet, like Cyndaquil, Cyndaquil, and, and uh, Oshawa. Oshawa. There we go. Yeah, yeah, they are not Pokemon from that region. So it was like yeah. it was really interesting, interesting to see that they announced those as the starters. I was like, no way, that that's cool. That's really really cool, and I, I hope they. I think. I hope they go more in this direction as they continue in the future after this game is released. Yeah. Long term for like Pokemon game wise, I want to see in the future a game, a Pokemon game like Skyrim. I want Skyrim, but instead of like dragons and a bunch of crazy shit like that, I want Pokemon. I want those Skyrim graphics. I want to be able to look up at the stars and see like a fucking Deoxys fighting Rayquaza, like way up in there and just like, that would be beautiful and amazing for them to do and have like a massive, massive land to explore where you're still meeting new people every playthrough you do. Like it is, uh, that's, that's where I want them to go. And I think, uh, I think the Arceus game, the Legends Arceus is a good start in this direction. Yeah. I think they'll, it'll either start up and like, being like a line of games to where you go to the different regions or they'll just release DLC for like, oh, you want to go do Johto next? Let's go do Johto. That, that would be Stuff amazing. Like that would be awesome. Yeah. Obviously, the the thing I want, and it would be probably fairly expensive or just be based on DLCs and everything, is a game where you can just start in whatever region you want. And it just like the main games, you go through, you battle all the gyms and everything, you catch the Pokemon you want. And then it's like, okay, I started off in Johto. Now, you know what? Let's go over to the Galar region next. And then you can go to like Sinnoh, Hoenn, whichever ones you want. That's the ultimate goal. Oh, yeah. No, that for I would sure. love them to And, do, and I, think, I think a lot of people are in the same boat as you with wanting that. But I think at a couple of points, the, the people in the Pokemon company, or at least the, the leadership there... Uh, said that a game like that would never happen or they would never do a game like that, which is unfortunate Mm -hmm. and it kind of hurts my heart a little bit. But I I can't remember the the reasoning they gave for it, but they basically said that would never happen. But I think this this, uh, Legends Arceus game is a very good start in the right direction as far as Pokemon games and main series go. I think it's very good. So, the last one that was announced was uh, Pokemon Snap. A new Pokemon Snap. When was the last time... Well, it when was... when did Pokemon Snap first come out? Like, back when the, the N64 was a thing? Yeah. It was in... If this will tell me... Japan in March 1999 on Jeez. N64. 1999 for Japan. And then 1999-2000 wow. for so us. So, that's... That's been about 25 years then. 20, 21. 20, sorry, I keep thinking wow. of the anniversary. Wow, I'm dumb. Uh, yeah, sorry, 20 math. <laughs> Around 20 years. Yeah, yeah, that's that's insane for finally getting a remake. I mean, Diamond and Pearl was almost there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to play it, but I think it's cool. I think it's fun. And... I think it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out. What are your opinions? 
Yeah, I think eventually I'll play it. It depends on what the price point is when it comes out. If it's like a $60 game and you only get the one area, it depends on how much you can do in that one area, how much playability there is. I'm I'm sure they're going to release like DLC for it, so there's going to be different area, areas you can go to, but it, it'll just depend on what the price is and how long I can play that game for, because I know the original Snap, like... You can speed run that in like super quick and even just regularly playing it, you can do it really quick. So it'll be interesting to see how long you can actually play this version of Snap. And also, is it going to be like a $60 game right away, 50 40 I think I'll probably buy it with how I'm expecting it to go, like around like $30, $40, and then I'll probably buy it. Um, but it looks, looks awesome. Uh, it's in the lentil region, which is kind of hilarious. Um, but it, yeah, the graphics look beautiful on it. You can go to a bunch of different uh, habitats in there. So just looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to uh, our favorite Shining Fates pull. Uh, do you have any favorites that you've pulled so far? Um, I guess... The Amazing Rares are nice. I already have all three of them. I guess they're at higher hit rates. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of if I have a favorite. I guess my favorite shiny is just regular Wulu that I've pulled. Because I've got kind of like the three most common shiny D full arts and Grimmsnarl, Senna Scorch, and uh, Phalanx. And I've got doubles of Grimmsnarl and Senna Scorch in there. They look kind of cool, but I'm just like, I don't know. They're just okay, but I guess Wulu so far is my favorite pull. Um, or I guess I did pull a full art trainer rose, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I guess that's about it. It's been solid. There's nice artwork. I love the base Morpeko artwork. Both of them, they look pretty cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of bulk from the set though already because <laughs> it's such a tiny set, but... It's been fun to open, and hopefully I'll get more different shinies and not just, like, ten shiny Grimmsnarl Vs before I get <laughs> anything else. But, yeah, what about you? Uh, I haven't really gotten many good pulls or, like, memorable pulls. I know I got a Corviknight shiny just mm. as, like, a standard, and I thought that was the coolest one that I got. Uh, everything else is kind of just okay. I, I think I got a, a Dreepy. And a Dragapult as well. Nice. The Dreepy looked kind of cool, but I think overall my favorite Shining Fates pull so far is just the Corviknight Shiny, which was cool. But, I mean, that's... I, I haven't really gotten very lucky with that set yet. Yeah. So hopefully in the, the next upcoming opening that I do for Shining Fates, I'll get something a little bit better. But I'm not holding my breath for it. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, something that you should be getting excited about is they finally kind of released, and I guess it'll be in a couple days when the boxes actually come out, but they are images of the pre-release promos for the Build and Battle boxes for Battle Styles came out, and they're pretty cool. The worst one to get definitely by far is Bronzong. He just looks boring. Um, Cherim's pretty nice. It has like a rainbow in the background and looks pretty cool um i'd say second best is octillery when i first saw it i was like where does head go and i was just <laughs> like what is this card 
But it looks pretty cool. He's like balancing on a rock and everything. I guess I think one of the Urshifu cards, or no, it's the Empoleon card, uh, full art. I think it's an alternate art as well. Has him like balancing on a rock, training with one of the Pokemon. So this kind of looks the same. It's pretty cool. But I know the one you're really excited about is Houndoom. Oh yeah, for sure. So the the art style in these promos, it really, really reminds me of like a Harkold Soul Silver Undaunted as the those those sets went. I'm not sure what type of whether it was like oil painting or some shit like that, but I really love the art style in these. This is what got me hooked on the Harkold Soul Silver overall series was this kind of artwork. And it's looking fantastic. Like I really, really love the Houndoom, and I hope they go in that direction with uh, that style of artwork for this set. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it looks awesome. I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to buy a shit ton whenever I find them or see them. <laughs> yeah. See, I guess next thing up is uh, they finally came out with the binder that you'll be able to hold the 25th anniversary uh, giant starter cards oh yeah and so those came out i believe it was last week um so i was able to pick up some it's also nice just to have one just for all your like giant promo cards which i think i'll be getting a second one but yeah because i've never had a place for them i just set them up yeah and they've been a background for my video and... same yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah but they're so the one that's currently out you get pikachu and just the binder um, but I believe Target will have one out in the coming weeks where you get, I think it's currently at $10. The one that they're coming out with is $20 and you get four booster packs out of it. I think it's just base, sword, shield, rebel clash, darkness blaze, and maybe, I can't remember what the last one is. Or maybe there's a double of one of those packs, but I, I'll probably get one of those because, I mean, it will make the packs less expensive and i also just want a second binder just to keep all my promo cards in but yeah we'll be getting in two days on march 5th we will be getting the first packs of the starter cards coming out and that'll be the galar region and then i believe it's every month after that up until october i want to say we'll be getting different packs of the starter cards through once a month um so please we'll be able to find them all and get them all pretty easily and put them in the binder. Yeah, it'll be nice to complete the set, get, oh, yeah. it, get it done. Uh, but outside of that, what's what's our next topic? Oh, <laughs> PSA. Uh, all right, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, luckily we were able to get in our card submission. Like, I think we shipped it out the day before. Uh, I had already like submitted everything online a couple days before, and then we finally got everything shipped out, so we should be grandfathered into the old prices. But yeah, so they got acquired, or they got a new... I think it's their parent company got acquired by a different company, and they probably saw how everything was going, and they're like, you know what, we're going to bump up prices. So before... Uh, if you're a member of PSA, which is pretty easy to do, all you pay is $60 for a year. So if you're sending in a handful of cards, it's worth it right there to do. Um, but before, it was $10 for a TCG card, $12 for a 2017 and older sports card, and I think 15 for 2018 
to like current sports card uh as long as you send in i believe it's 20 now they have it so it's 20 dollars per card to submit but one of the good things is that value like the max value that you can do for that of the card once it's graded is up to 499 from 199 so there might be more cards in that range that'll get it sent in at kind of that basic price um, but it kind of sucks for those cards that you kind of just like want to have for yourself and it's like oh now I have to spend $20 instead of 10 and yeah it's kind of craziness and potentially bring in some other uh, companies to kind of take over a bit yeah I, I think this acquisition might be uh, unintentionally promoting other companies to fill in this this role of the the cheaper submission mm -hmm. uh so like cgc might get a little bit better uh with as far as like people submitting their cards there instead of psa because normally psa used to be like ten dollars now it's 20 uh if you want to send in your cards for cheap it might be cgc being the way to go um but yeah uh the question though is is this just a response to current demand or or what i mean i i guess it could be it could be because of uh the the current demand because i mean what their wait time is like eight months but yeah i'm trying to find i know when we checked it a couple days ago for our service it was at um they kind of gave the date of the one that they're working on or the most recent one that they're working on and the last for like our category was july 8th 2020 so we're really far behind we aren't going to be getting our stuff back for a while yeah which is kind of crazy um but yeah i think it's probably a response to current demands and a lot of people just sending in their cards that like Maybe they're like $25 cards when they get graded, which I think I have a couple of those in this last batch because I was just like, yeah, I really like the player in it and I just want to get it encapsulated and graded and just have it and maybe in the future the value will rise. But I think hopefully once everything goes back down and they start to have a, less, a lot less stuff to process through, they'll drop those grit or those... Uh, cost Submission. down yeah um but yeah i think in the meantime it might be better to go to a different service because those services well maybe now they'll start getting more like cgc and beckett but i think cgc with subgrades is at 16 dollars a card so you'll be saving four dollars a card but and it is also subgrades yeah but it's also cgc um which i mean I think the longer they stay in the Pokemon game, their reputation might get better. Yeah, uh, but they... But they, I mean, I know you hate their labels. Yeah, their labels <laughs> are absolute trash. That I don't know why they chose Sky Blue for it. It, it just looks really bad. Like, they should have just gone with, like, a gray or a black or, like, a white, like, PSA. Um, but I think some people could go to back it. I know their prices are a little bit higher, but... Especially if you think that you have a 10 or at least a 9.5, I would definitely send it into Beckett. Because um, if you can get that black label, that's pure gold right there. 
Um, even getting like a nine and a half and getting gold label still really nice. And honestly, I might value those cards more than a PSA 10 personally, just because I know that that there's a decent chance that if you send a PSA 10 into Beckett, it's going to get like a nine. So they're a lot stricter with their grading than PSA. I think PSA is just an easy thing to do because of the prices well, and everything. I, I and think, it's more well known. I think, uh, with, with what it was saying earlier i think the i can't remember what point you told me but psa is going to be doing in the future uh scanning i, I thought no so they did or was have that a, something else that was something else okay oh that we'll talk about in a bit oh yeah, yeah. but um so in kind of like the email they sent out to everybody that was like a psa member and then reading more on the website one of the things was trying to one get more warehouse space get more workers so i guess they're having a career fair i think it's next month maybe or it's the middle of this month trying to get more people to be able to grade cards so that's just going to be even like more subjectivity in terms of the card grade um but one of the things was getting technology and i was just like oh that's cool maybe they'll start like scanning cards and grading them through that way and so it's like less subjective no it's just for getting submissions in and like processing those and also for research and i was just like wow that's damn. dumb damn they, they could have made the leap and gotten yeah like, the ability to scan cards so you take the human factor out of it yeah so there is one company um i sent a question to them to see if they do tcg stuff i don't believe they do it as of right now uh, this is a company that actually uses computers to grade the cards, so they still have people check them to make sure that the computer's correct and didn't give like a a five on centering when or like a seven on centering when the card's perfectly centered and stuff like that, and just double checks all the corners, surfaces, edges, centering, all that. Um, but yeah, that company is called HGA or Hybrid Grading Approach. So the hybrid is. They'll go through, they'll scan a card, and that scan, they're able to look at all the details of the card even, like, better than someone using, like, a microscope or, like, uh, anything like that. And they're able to actually give you very consistent grades. I've heard a little bit that they're, they might be a little bit more harsh than Beckett, and that could be because of the computer, but I think it's kind of the, it's the way grading cards should go in the future because it's way too subjective right now you can get like a card that you're like oh yeah this is definitely a 10 but they give you a 9 and you send in a card where it's like oh this is definitely a 9 and they give you a 10 for it and it's like how does that even make sense that... and it could just be because you get a different grader for each card or you could get a card back and it gets a 9 and you're like this definitely isn't a 9 it's a perfect 10 i don't see what they're doing especially psa where they don't give you any feedback on the card at all and you send it back in you get a different grader and boom it's 10 so this will pretty much have it once you send it in that's the grade that that card is going to be and probably the best grade out of it i think the good thing about that is the the consistency of it yeah where it's it's always going to be the same there's not going to be a, a matter of like oh well which grader did you get kind of thing It'll be, oh, the computer had it, and then the person, the QA person to come through and verify said, yeah, that's that's mm -hmm. about right. So I think that's that's really cool. Um, but what are you seeing for, like, prices and turnaround time? So they have their prices not by the value of the card, which PSA does, and I think CGC kind of does. They have it by um, 
turnaround time. So they have three categories as of right now, and they have a 10-day, which if if you submit more than 50 cards, it's $45 per card, uh, which for 10 days, I mean, especially like this is like a legit 10 days. I've that is super fast people turnaround. that get it like that super is, quick. That yeah. is insane like, turnaround speed. See like compared to like... Is. Um, like eight months compared to ten days. Yeah, you're you're paying obviously a <laughs> you're paying higher essentially price. double the price of current PSA, but but to get a turnaround that fast, that's that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, which is like pretty insane. And so they also have a thirty day, which if you do fifty dollars or fifty cards or more, it's twenty seven dollars. If you do one to nineteen, it's thirty five dollars, thirty one dollars for twenty to forty nine cards. They kind of have different groups, and then their last is at sixty days. They do twenty dollars per card, which is like perfect. Hey, um, that's competing with which is PSA, the same as PSA, uh, but just but a they quicker get turnaround. Yeah, so like I think Express and Super Express are like. A week to two weeks for PSA or like a couple days to like a week to two weeks and those are at 150 and 300 dollars per card um so as far which as is insane so like as far as like quickest you can do you want to do HGA I know that they I think they're limiting submissions to 2,000 a week uh just because they want to kind of keep these prices and keep these turnaround times as like consistent as they can be I assume as they continue to grow, and I know a lot of people are switching over to them now, especially with the PSA news, um, they'll probably add more times in and everything and maybe um, be able to take on more cards as they get more assets. Um, but I think it's definitely the way of the future with how they're doing it. So dependent on what they respond to you with for trading cards and whatnot, are you going to drop PSA and move to HGA? Yeah, I think so. I think it's the way of the future. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it turns out that they're BS down the road, then it's just like, well, shit, I, I maybe lost a bit of money on this, but, I mean, this card still looks dope. The labels, best labels in the game, besides, like, getting a black label, which is honestly really awesome, the labels are phenomenal. They actually match, like, the you can have it match the background of the card or, like, the jersey the player's wearing. So if, if they did TCG and they had, like, a fire-type Charizard, the label would probably be red. Yeah, yeah and I believe you get to choose um, one of the colors, and then they'll kind of choose the other. They can just choose whatever they want. Um, but, yeah, so we're just looking at, like, a Zion Williamson card here. It is blue and black. Um, like the regular card with like a little bit of white. So they have white text, black background. There's blue boxes, which each of the subgrades in them and white text. There's like a blue kind of like chalk splash, I guess, on the right side. And then where the grade of the whole card is at is like a blue box with white text in there. And it looks awesome. It their, matches their color the schemes are so pretty perfect. sweet. Yeah. It's a Perfectly, pretty, pretty sweet yeah. color scheme. And then there's like another one where it's like, Mostly silver with a bit of black, and it's a Lakers player, so they have uh, purple, yellow, and black. I might change the black to silver, but you can you can kind of choose what you want for the cards um, and make them kind of fit. So if you if you're in sports and you got like a 
red prism or whatever and the red's most of the card and it doesn't really match the player's jersey you can have that label match the player's jersey or you can also just have it match the card and i think having it match the card will look a lot better and it kind of like and almost like especially with the zion it like flows from the card up through the label yeah. so it just looks like it's, it's like kind a of continuation like it's it looks like it's just one thing you're looking at not yeah. a card inside like an encapsulated thing with a, a label in there it looks like it's all meant to be part of the same thing which is really cool yeah i love these are like best labels in the game by far um i i love them and yeah i think i i have a couple like zion cards that are just bases but I'll probably, if I can get in, I think it, they're kind of doing it like a lottery approach where they just give you a number. And if you get your number called, essentially you can send your cards in. Um, but I'll probably just do the 60 days because 60 days for $20 is great for them. Versus PSA, $20 will get me like eight months. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just love the way the labels look the the holders are a little bit thicker than psa they're kind of like in between the thickness of a psa holder and a beckett holder so they're definitely sturdy enough to keep your card safe and they'll last a long time and they also uh psa has rounded edges beckett has squared off edges these ones have rounded edges so you don't have to worry about like cutting yourself or anything and they'll stack pretty nicely um I just love the way that it looks. I hope that they can be able to expand and that kind of at least the other companies will take from this company is using the computers. If the if Beckett starts to use computers, CGC starts to use computers, PSA, I don't know how they haven't done computers yet. It blows my mind. Like yeah. if they had computers, we would definitely still see like it would take a couple months, like maybe like two, three with the current backload of everything. It would go so much quicker. Because so those computers, all you do is you place it down, you scan it, and it will like spit out the grade right away. Because they should have examples of all the cards. Yeah. And like tens, not or like tens for like everything, nines for everything, 9.5s, going all the way down. And yeah, then you just have two people check it. That's pretty quick. You generate the label, put it in the holder. So like... It shouldn't take too long. Um, so I'm hopeful that HGA will be able to grow. I know a lot of people over in sports are switching over to it now. And yeah, I just love how the cards look. Also, if you can find their cards for like a bit less than PSA and stuff, which I'm kind of looking out for, I would probably buy them. Because uh, I think that this is kind of the company of the future. Okay. Uh, so I, I think for myself, uh, I'm going to wait on the response that they're going to give you and if they do pokemon cards awesome i'd like to see how they look when they come back because i haven't ha i haven't seen any examples of pokemon cards yeah. from them so I, I think you'll be my guinea pig and if it actually comes out looking great i might switch to that yeah i think like that houndoom you have back there with the lava shooting up you get like a black label with that mm -hmm. red splash to have that lava that, really shooting that up would into be, there that would be cool yeah. but i think i'm gonna let you be my guinea pig i'm gonna see how it goes in the meantime just because i already have a few cgc cards uh i might go with cgc potentially but i think because hga is such a quick turnaround i'll be able to see 
how yeah. Pokemon cards potentially look before I even actually submit stuff to CGC. So I, th- I think we got to wait a little bit and see what happens with HGA and see what their response is. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, and then I'm going to go from there. Yeah. I think at worst for cards that I, especially cards that I pull right out of the pack in the center and it looks perfect. And there's like no questions about anything. I'm going to send those into Beckett. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Then I'll, I'll wait and see what HGA says. At least I'll probably send some sports cards to them to get graded. Um, if I can get into that lottery system, because I think it's going to be a bit more crazy now. But even if they add like a 120-day option and they bump it down to like 15 a card or something like that. That would be insane. Or even at 20 a card for four months, that's so much better than PSA. Because PSA is probably going to be like... We sent stuff in at the beginning, or a month ago now, is when they received it. And we're probably not going to get that back until, like, July. So that'll be a good five, six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even at, like, 120 days for, like, $10, $15 a card, I would do that in a heartbeat. Um, so, yeah, we just got to see what they say. And hopefully they'll do TC- TCG at least down the line. But... They might just stick with sports for now, but I, yeah, I think that this is, it's definitely the way of the future using computers. I don't know why none of the other companies are like, oh yeah, we can just use computers and everything. They're just like, yeah, no duh. Yeah. Why, why aren't you doing this already? But I think they'll, they'll probably start to adapt and switch over to computers and Probably all the people that PSA is going to hire, those are going to be, like, temp jobs until they yeah. get all the computers in. And yeah. they'll just have, like, a handful of people just reviewing cards mm-hmm. after they come out, and that's pretty much it. But I think that, especially with hiring all these new people, once our cards get in, there's going to, like, it's going to be super subjective. Like, if yeah. we get really harsh grades and it's like, what the heck is this? I'm sending it into another company. Okay. Just because I, I, I don't know. I, it'll be interesting to see. I know that they have someone go grade it, and then they have two people check. So I hope if it's like a newbie grading, at least one of those two people that are going to be checking. Hopefully, they'll have those people kind of just be um, like people who, who have been around for a while. They know exactly what to look for, and they'll actually look at those cards and like grade them correctly and fix anything that happens. But. You never know, because I feel like they're also kind of just trying to get out cards quickly as possible. But, yeah, yeah, and I, I can't think I yeah I can't think of anything else to say on the the topic. That's you pretty much nailed it all. Yeah, I, I think that's uh I think we will end the podcast there. Uh, if you want to give your outro, yeah. So uh, follow me on YouTube at Rep Cards. You can also find me on Instagram. I am still doing a giveaway, including a McDonald's pack. Um, so go check out, that out. You you can check enter through the video as well as through my Instagram. So go check that out. Also, go check out my TikTok and watch all my fun videos on there. But yeah, they're all at Rep Cards. R-E-P-T Cards. All right. That is us. But as always, have a good one, and I will catch y'all later.